Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the free kick. Martino Puccio, Gio Cozzolino with you here. Chelsea is on vacation in Colombia. I don't know where she is exactly. She just travels around the whole world. But she'll be back here next week. Are you excited for Champions League? Because Champions League is back today. We've been waiting to talk about this on on this show for months. And luckily, now we're in another time slot, so we can talk about some of these games, too. I know. Yeah, finally. Because we weren't able to get to all the group stage games that were earlier on in the season. But now we can get to some of these games earlier in the episode because in about 45 minutes or so, they're going to start kicking off. You could watch the games on TNT, I believe, over here in the United States. Um, So basically, let's get into it, right? Because we've been talking about the matchup since they came out way back when, uh, a couple months ago. But to me, the important thing to bet on here is recent form. Forget about what happened in the group stage. That's pretty much irrelevant now. The only bearing that that has is how some teams play on the road against some of the top opponents, a la Napoli, which is one of the teams that I want to get into because you, we know you're cynical, you're very negative, you don't really believe in Napoli as much as you honestly should, uh, because Barca ain't that great, right? And, and we talked about this from time and time again. They're playing a little bit better on uh, the weekend for La Liga. Messi's just absolutely on fire, best player in the world still to this day. But Napoli, again, they've shown the tendency to play up to their opponents and then down to their opponents. They beat Juve, but then they lose to Alecce. They go on the road, they get up points against Liverpool, where not many teams have been able to do so. Do you believe in them? You think they got a shot here? I think they have an outside shot. I'll start with the negatives since I'm such a negative person. Might as well start with the negatives. Sure. The negatives here is the defense from last year. It's not the same as, as, yeah. as last year, even though it seemed improved from the transfer market. Right? We saw yeah. that they signed Manolas, and on paper it was Di Lorenzo, who was very good from, from Empoli coming in. He's had a good season. Uh, and then you have Manolas and, and Koulibaly. Left back, it's still Mario Rui, you know, and when he's out, it's between Gulam and Lupetto because we don't really have a backup left back right now, really. Yeah. Gulam's been injured, he just came back. But the big partnership that was made so much of was Manolas Koulibaly. Koulibaly gets hurt, and it's really just Manolas, and then Maksimovic gets hurt, and you move your right back to center back. That was a bad part. Now, they're healthy. Well, Kalibli's apparently re-injured, but Maksimovic has been back. He's been decent the past couple of games. So you have that center-back partnership. That's the only negative because if you look at last year, right, we, we didn't concede as many goals as sure. already and now at course, this point yeah. in the season. It's not even close not to even, the same it's, it's, yeah. it's actually terrible. I think we only have a plus three differential or something like that. Yikes. So the, that worries me when you look at Messi, right? Because sure. Messi's always that guy, that guy for Barcelona. And right now it's, it's been Messi FC. He's been doing yeah. everything. You know, but this could be the the part where Griezmann might wake up. You don't know, but they're without. He has to. He has to, but they're without Suarez, so it, that's a little bit better for Napoli <clears throat> to not have to guard so many people. Um, but I just want to say for the positive side, yeah, that Napoli has played well on the road. Uh, so when they have to go to Camp Nou, hopefully they are able to do that, and they have played up to competition, like you said. They've been Inter away in Coppa Italia yeah. the first leg. They've beaten Liverpool at home and gotten a point away. Yeah. Um, and they've beaten you Juventus right. at home. Yeah. I know that was at home, but that was a big game with some people out. So, yeah, they do have a chance. Well, but. also you forget to mention Dembele's out for Barcelona too. So that plays a part into Napoli being a little bit weak on defense, but it kind of negates itself a little bit because Barca's wearing a little thin in terms of being up top there. But Napoli, plus 290 to advance to the next round because those are some of the things that you could do there. The important thing here is, and and Barcelona struggled a lot on the road in the knockout stages in recent years. We saw it with Liverpool. We saw it with Roma. Napoli just simply shuts them out at home at the San Paolo. Get a couple goals there. You know, even if it's a 1-2-0 victory. And and this even goes back to when Barcelona was playing uh, lowly Milans back in the group stage. Because they had opportunities to knock them out. 1-0, 2-0 win for Napoli. 
all of a sudden you're feeling really good about yourself because then the pressure is on for Barcelona. They're not playing great. I think I didn't they get knocked down in Copa del Rey, and now their 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 chances of winning La Liga are dwindling. So as of right now, there's a ton of pressure on Barcelona. For Napoli, we discussed this preseason. It's really just if they had a chance to fight for the Scudetto, which at this point, it's impossible to do. So scrap that. They have a chance of winning Coppa Italia. If they can make a deep run in the Champions League, they could actually salvage their season somewhat because you're bringing in a lot of money in terms of that. But that's one of those matchups. I think that is potentially one of the best long shot odds for a team in terms of odds to advance to the next round. Plus 290 is a team to look at. Another one that's the underdog to advance to the next round, Real Madrid, Man City. We're gonna get into what Man City's issues are later on into the show, but Man City as a whole, they haven't been playing great this season. They've failed to really challenge for the title because Liverpool's already securing their spot for the Champions League next season. As of right now, Man City does not have a great track record of playing well in the Champions League. Spurs basically own them. They, can't, they couldn't knock out Monaco when they faced them. It looked like they were on their way to potentially go to their first ever Champions League final. As of right now, I'm not confident. Real Madrid's plus 160 to advance to the next round. I said it since uh, the draw came out weeks ago, months ago. I said Real Madrid, without a doubt, is going to beat Man City. I still believe that to this day. We've been on Real Madrid time and time again. More of the same? Like, do yeah. you understand why no, City's I, the favorite? Absolutely. I, I, I agree. I don't understand why City's the favorite, to be honest. Especially if you can get plus money on Real Madrid, you jump for that. Um, but I, I completely agree. I, there's no reason to jump off the Real Madrid train. You know, yeah. I know they, they might have slipped up this past weekend with the draw and whatnot, you know, and, and now you're yeah. looking at La Liga. Oh, it's close again. Real Madrid has been the better team by far. Better defensively, so that's why... What Man City they have one of the up. top three defenses in terms of goals allowed in, in this in season. Europe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in and, the top five leagues. And Aguero's going to be that big test because, you know, he's been hot, more hot lately, at least for Man This for is Man a competition City. he has to step up and, in, by the exactly, way. Exactly, to prove himself a little bit. And I think that, to be honest with you, Real Madrid has what it takes to really nullify Aguero, I think. When you have Ramos Absolutely. at the back, Veron at the back, their whole defensive line is, has been you know, masterful this season. And even when they can't score some goals, they can't win uh, in La Liga, they're able to pull out a draw, right? Sometimes yeah. draws are important because in the end, if, if you only lost one game, but you have you know, six or seven draws and you're able to, to you know, rattle, uh, rack up some points that way when Barca's losing some games, yeah. that's important. But for Champions League, there's no reason why you don't take plus money here. Real Madrid has gotten it done. You saw in the in the group stage, albeit you know they had a, a decent group for them at least. But yeah, you, you mentioned it. Group, it group doesn't matter anymore. Uh, they got it done regardless. They they were playing most of the season without Hazard as well. He's been usually decent for Chelsea in the Champions yeah. League in his uh, proven track record. You bring him back, and now you have you know you have people on the bench like Jovic who can still come in and you yeah. never know produce something for you as well like he did in Europe last season yeah. uh, for his German side. So. I'm I'm still impressed with Real Madrid here. I don't think that you have to you you should jump off that train. Um, and Man City might have a distraction. This might this ban that they have that they are appealing and whatnot. It might be a motivation for them. To We've step never up. seen this but, before in season. Yeah, and this, the timing could not be worse for them. It's unprecedented. Right? It really is yep. uh, to happen midway through and right before a knockout stage. Right. It's not even that it's just during the Premier League and they have nothing else to worry about. They have to worry about Real Madrid and advancing in the knockout rounds of the Champions League. This is, it's insane, honestly. So I don't know if this will be a motivation to them or it could be a distraction. And, well, and one more point, because we're gonna get into it afterwards. There is apparently a clause that we're in all these players' contracts that since Manchester City has these issues with financial fair play, it's a breach within the contracts. So technically, they might be able to walk this summer depending on the appeal. So if guys are able to walk, then that means their future is insecure. Your future is insecure. And we talk about this all the time, whether it's managers getting fired, whether it's players having an unsuccessful season. Napoli is one of the examples that yep. we talk about. You don't know what the future is. If you don't know what your future is, how are you able to stay focus not only for the season especially in the biggest annual competition that this sport has to offer and for me I don't understand why people would 
be a shoo-in for Manchester City, right? It's not about, I think Manchester City clearly has the capability of yeah. advancing to the next round. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying here is Manchester City isn't a shoo-in. They shouldn't be the favorite because at the end of the day, we talk about current form is important, but history also matters. And the history for Manchester City is that they've never done this before. And this is, without a shadow of a doubt, the hardest competition to get over the hump for, right? I mean, how many times do we talk about Juventus, one of the best clubs in the world of all time? They can't win this competition. They've lost seven finals. That's the most out of any club of all time. And they're still struggling to this day with one of the greatest players of all time with that. Now Manchester City, they have injuries on defense. They have issues with FFP. They don't know if their players are staying. And at the end of the day, you're sitting yourself saying, why are they the favorite again against the greatest club that has ever played in this competition in Real Madrid? And seemingly, they're on the come up now. They're a lot better than they were last year. Their defense is certainly a lot better. And they have the depth to do this. Whereas Manchester City, I'm not totally convinced by that. And they have a difficult leg against Leicester City as well. Um, excuse me, which is very important in terms of qualifying for next year's. But as of right now, they're banned for the next two years. And we don't even know about that with the appeal. So for me, there's just so much negativity surrounding Manchester City, so much surrounding the players that somehow they're the favorites. To me, it just doesn't make sense when you add up all the variables. So how about this? I'll make it a little bit easier for you. I know where you're probably going to lean. Real Madrid or Napoli to advance to the next round? Real Madrid, I assume, is your favorite yeah. <laughs> uh, to do that out of the two. Way more right? likely than two, 100%. Of course. Uh, just the whole uh, vibe around the teams is, is completely different. Real Madrid trending upwards compared to last year. And pretty much it's just been a, a constant thing throughout this whole season. Uh, you know, they're out of the Copa del Rey as well, right? So it, it's yeah. it's a weird uh, Spanish Cup without Barca <laughs> and Real Madrid. We don't ever see that happening. It's, it hasn't happened in so many years. Uh, but Real Madrid is definitely a higher favor than Napoli. Napoli, like you said, they do have that outside shot. I, I agree with you there. I'm not going to be too depressed about the team because they have showed that outside of the league in other cups, sure. they, they're able to somehow compete. And I don't know if that's just because, hey, they have that mentality that hey, we already lost to Scudetto. We, we, we just look terrible doing it. Yeah. We're, they, they've won four out of their last five, but then you lose to Lecce. You know, that makes it, it seem a little worse. But out of the two, 100%, you got to lean towards Real Madrid as the more likely to pick if you're going to pick between those two. Um, out of guaranteed matchups that we've seen, Juve, Leon, Liverpool, Atletico Madrid, do you think those like Juve and Liverpool are absolute shadow of his doubt to advance? I think, yeah, Liverpool and Juve should get yeah. through. And Liverpool, I'm not really worried about. If they lose, that's a massive shock. It would be a massive shock. But when we come back, we're going to be talking with our friends from AccuScore. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Free Kick. Martino Puccio here discussing with our friends from AccuScore. We're going to get two games from them today. Schalke, Leipzig. Leipzig has absolutely been unbelievable this season, fighting for the title in Bundesliga. Do they continue their hot season with a win here? Yeah, indeed. Leipzig's season has been fantastic so far. They are effectively fighting for the title in Bundesliga against Bayern München and a couple of others, uh, which is very refreshing considering how dominant Bayern has been in the past seasons. Uh, Leipzig is one point behind at the moment after 22 games played, so a lot of football to be played, but Leipzig looks like a real deal in the challenger's position at the moment. Um, they're also playing in Champions League knockout stages, which means they have to travel to London on the 19th to face Tottenham Hotspur, um, which means it might be a bit of a burden then to go to Schalke on the 22nd. There is only three days between and of course uh, the main target is the Champions League, although Leipzig will probably want to challenge for Bundesliga Championship as well. 
Um, they're not very deep team, so they probably have to use the same starters for the most part, at least in both games. Um, Leipzig is in good form. They won Werder Bremen last time around. They drew with uh, two of the top four teams, Bayern München and Borussia Mönchengladbach. So um, they've got um, a good things going on for them. Um, Schalke is sixth currently in the Bundesliga. The season has been decent so far. They're probably where they are supposed to be aiming for top four, which is the Champions League qualification spots. Um, they are not in very good form. They've only won one game out of the last five. They drawn three times uh, during that period. So uh, they do need to start winning if they plan on uh, getting their qualification for Champions League this season. Um, in simulations, uh, Leipzig is a massive favorite. They win 65.4% of the simulations. Uh, Schalke only wins 13.3% and the draw gets 21.3%. So I would say the Leipzig will win quite comfortably and get the three points they really need in order to challenge for the title. Hopefully for their sake, they could still challenge for the title there. But we love talking totals on the show. I know you guys always have great information on that. If you would have to bet a total number in this game, what would it be? Yeah, it's a very tricky question, this one. Uh, on the other hand, Leipzig is one of the highest scoring teams. They've scored more than 2.5 goals per game on average. And in total in their games, there's been 3.68 goals scored. So it's a very over team overall. Um, Schalke, on the other hand, is a very defensive team. Defense is something that's been working for them, but they've only scored 1.45 goals themselves. So um, which one should you take? Um, the total line for this game for events is quite high. Um, in simulations, uh, Leipzig will score 2.17 goals, while Schalke scores 0.90. Uh, so it's barely over three goals in simulations, but I would still go for the over. Hopefully they provide us an entertaining matchup in Bundesliga, but we're going to be moving over to the Premier League now. Manchester United versus Watford. Manchester United have a glimmer of hope to make the Champions League. Do they pick up this win against Watford in this matchup? Yeah, especially now with Manchester City probably facing the ban uh, from the Champions League, the Premier League number five spot became very very attractive and that's something that Manchester United can aim for although they with their pedigree they should be up there already but they're not they're ninth at the moment and they're five points behind that fifth spot which is being held by Tottenham Hotspur at the moment so there is a lot of work to do for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's team um, they've had a terrible season in all fairness. They haven't looked better at any point. Uh, they've managed to beat a couple of the worst teams in the league um, and then snatch points from Manchester City and a uh, couple of the better ones. But in general, they've looked very, very bad, especially in games that they should have won quite comfortably. They lost to Burnley at home a couple of weeks ago, which was a complete disaster in every regard. Um, overall, they seem very mediocre, even with the new players in place, and uh, the injuries are not helping either. Uh, Watford, on the other hand, is a very bad team. Um, they are lacking in every aspect. They're leaking goals. They're not scoring. Um, all the good things that had happened for them are, are pretty much gone. But they're still only one point into the relegation zone, so every game is like the last game for them um, in order to survive the drop. Um, in the simulations, Watford or a draw seems like a better choice than Manchester United's win. Um, United wins 48% of the game, so they are the favorites, but Watford wins 22.7 and the draw gets 29.3. So I'd say the smart money would go for either the draw or even the road win in this case. Yeah, Manchester United should be able to pick up a win here, so hopefully you guys can make some money in terms of that. As for Watford, they are absolutely been dreadful again this season. Do they even get a goal during this match? 
like we've established, Watford is not a very good team, so uh, they're not the best in scoring either, but uh, they've actually gotten a bit better in that regard. I think their bigger problem is the defense. Uh, they've only been zeroed out, so scored zero goals in one of their last nine games. So there's, it's something that's been improving for them and their players do have the quality to score goals. Um, but that being said, in the simulations, they scored 0.83 goals on average, which is quite low, but still indicates that they should get one goal against Manchester United. And if they're lucky, that might just be enough. All right, Tommy, thanks for all the information on Manchester United versus Watford. Guys, place your bets on it. AccuScore is absolutely fantastic. Check them out everywhere you can on Twitter at AccuScore and AccuScore.com. Gio, but the real story here is Manchester City obviously getting breached for FFP violations, banned for the Champions League two seasons. Next season, season after that, 30 million euro fine. This is the first time we've really seen a club like this that we kind of had some issues with the amount that they've been spending over the course of the past decade. Obviously, their rise to prominence, winning their first Premier League title in decades, uh, there was just so much happening for them, for them in this decade. New owners, lots of money being spent. And finally, it bit them. Yeah, I mean, this is, like you said, unprecedented. This doesn't really happen in the middle of season, right before a yep. Champions League knockout round that they're going to be playing against Real Madrid. This is a lot for them to handle at one moment. Um, and also, you know, right in the middle of a Premier League season, although they're not really in contention. That's pretty much no, wrapped that's up. that's been over. Um, but this is, this is insane. I mean... What's going to happen from this is what the most interesting thing is going to be because they're also appealing it, so we yeah. don't know uh, if that can be overturned. Yeah, Some, we've, seen, we've seen teams like Milan go through the appeal process right. and they don't get as heavy as a ban or whatever it could be. There's rumors saying that it could only be a one-year ban, but one-year ban from the Champions League is drastic. Considering how much money you bring in as right. a club, uh, we've seen it cripple a ton of clubs that haven't been able to go into the Champions League. Milan, again, I know it's one of those examples, but when you're not bringing in that type of money you're paying all these players these wages they have these transfer fees that they need to complete you know this could be catastrophic for them because we've never seen anything like this competing in the champions league year in year out the amount of wages that they have going towards this i mean what is pep guardiola going to do at this point because his legacy takes a hit even though he wasn't even at manchester city when these violations technically happened yeah. in 2012 and 2016 and we don't even know what else is going to happen else on that front what, what do you see happening here? Well, is a two-year ban really going to be upheld? Well, a lot of people actually, you know, some experts or whatever you want to call it, anal sure. analysts, are actually, some of them seem confident that something can be either be uh, given more lenient a punishment or it can actually be overturned. They, I don't think you can overturn such you can't, a... You can't ban them for two years, they appeal, and then and they, they take don't it get back. Banned. Right. You the, have to, there right. has to be at least a one-year ban. I think the fine absolutely upholds. You could say what Because the it, it's kind of funny, though, because you're fining someone for having financial issues. Right. So <laughs> it's like getting an overdraft charge in your bank account. Like, I have no money. Don't charge me more money because now I'm really screwed. Um, but look... It could be a potential breach on the contracts. We don't know all the details of these players' contracts. But if there's a breach within the contract and these players are able to walk for free, Manchester United, uh, Manchester City, I don't see this as like a loyal club where it's like Juventus going down to Serie B, where these players are staying loyal to the club because of all the rich history and everything they've done for the club and vice versa, growing up through the youth system. Manchester City isn't that kind of club. Well, for me too, I think... We saw Pep come out and he said, hey, I'm going to stay at the club as long as I'm happy. Well, if you're a band, I don't think you're you know, happy. Yeah, and of course. We, we've We're seen, the, I mentioned yeah. this before behind the scenes, but we've seen that Saudi at Juventus isn't really working out or doesn't yeah. look like it is. You know, maybe a winning a Champions League might be able to save him. Who knows? But even then, I don't think Barcelona, fans are on his side. I mean, there's... You know, yeah. right, exactly. And I think that's also a great point. Pep can go back there. I could see him landing it's at Juventus as well. a lot of spots opening and, up. and players, you know, at that point... You could go across the street to Manchester. United. That's true. You don't, you never know. And players at that point, do you really stay? I mean, you have the likes of De Bruyne, who's you know one of the best, best midfielder. In the if world he's right not now. the best, exactly. Sure. You have him. You have Sterling. Um, you have Aguero. Does Aguero finally make a change? Uh, change of scenery. I mean, you, you know, because all these if things. they don't win the Champions League this year, Aguero's on the tail end of his career, and he's saying to himself, "Okay, if we're not playing in this competition, yeah. I, I played a ton for this club. I did everything I could." 
I want to go out and leave. I want to go to a club that can offer me the chance to win a Champions League. So I definitely see the older guard of players leaving there. I know Leroy Sané, again, is one of those names. I think he could potentially leave because I know there was rumors of him going back, back to, Bundesliga, to the Bundesliga, going to play for Bayern Munich, and I think that's certainly a possibility because they're not spending money on Coutinho. Let's be real. No, that's not going to happen. Um, for me, there's just so many possibilities that can go on here. And as of right now, they have to focus on the Champions League. And that's why we discussed that last segment on, are we really that confident in Manchester City advancing? Because as of right now, I necessarily don't believe that. With this looming over their heads, we don't know how long this appeal process is going to be. And there's obviously going to be more teams that they're going to have to investigate because, let's face it, Manchester City isn't the only one with some no, financial not. irregularities. You're going to start seeing the... Uh all the top European leagues now finally being yeah. uh, investigated. You're going to see probably, we, we saw the rumors PSG going around. PSG is probably the other name that that's going to pop They're up. probably going to be investigating back into Italy, maybe a club like Juventus. PSG, I mean, how can you not investigate yeah, PSG course. with the moves they made the with Neymar and Mbappe? more than some squads. Exactly. Yeah. So you're going to see all these teams start being investigated, the top ones at least. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, we're back here with the free kick. We're going to review some of the matchups that we discussed on last week's shows. Obviously, Inter versus Lazio was probably the biggest matchup that we discussed. We just had to get it in there because simply, when a team wins the league seven, eight years in a row, you, you want to root for a new challenger, a new team to step up and win there. And as of right now, it's been Lazio. Every single time, week in, week out, everyone's kind of sitting there saying, oh, does Lazio have what it takes? Immobile is eventually going to burn out. They can't keep this up for a whole season. Well, as of right now, Lazio's in second place, one point behind Juve. They had a massive win against Inter. And Gio, honestly, Inter, I'm not that surprised that this happened to them. I know I wasn't absolutely 100% confident with them coming into this matchup. They still had the injuries. Handanovic was not playing in this matchup. Although they did come back and smack Milan in the face 4-2 to two in, in the Derby della Mondina. I mean, to me, this wasn't a shoo-in for them, right? This is a very difficult game on the road, Stadio Olimpico. We know how well Lazio have been playing against all the top teams, and they showed it once again. So Milinkovic Savic scoring that goal against Inter in the dire moments after Brozovic made a, a goal line saving uh, deflection. But he gets it right back. He puts it in the bottom left corner of the net. And you're sitting there saying to yourself, okay, was that the moment right there? Is that the moment that Lazio truly believes, not just Lazio, everyone else, betters, casual fans, Lazio fans, Inter fans, all these people finally believe that Lazio could potentially win the Scudetto. Well, I just want to touch on Inter real quick because you mentioned it to me as of already last week after you saw Milan you know, give up the 2-0 lead and Inter come back. You still mentioned to me that you weren't really impressed with Inter, honestly. No. And that you know, if, if Milan had just played the same half as the first half, we wouldn't even have, be having that conversation. They'd be further back. Because there, there was a few underlying issues within that game that you said to yourself, okay, if Inter's down 2 nothing against a team that you could depend upon, like a Lazio or a Juve, you're sitting there saying to yourself, no way Inter pulls that off. Because they had a crazy goal with Brozovic. They just, by the skin of their teeth, got the ball onside. Um, I mean, that defending by Simone Kier against Lukaku, that's not going to happen against a top defense where everybody's just simply ball watching. Like, you're not going to score four goals again. And especially you're going on the road at the Olimpico against Lazio, who's been fantastic. It's to be, by the way. Yeah. That was an absolutely Career unreal season. game. Lukaku, Lautaro Martinez, one of the best duos in Europe that we discussed about week in, week out on the show, were completely nullified. They did absolutely nothing in a chair. 
from my opinion, that's one of the top three to five performances he's had in his career. So again, I mean, just speak on it, man, because what is happening over there? Is Inter dwindling, dwindling a little bit, or is this Lazio simply being too good this year? It's a little bit of both, because for me, we see the Inter usually after the winter break, right? Yeah. What happens? They collapse. And they have dropped some points. We've seen it happen. Even going into the winter break, they had a couple draws against some questionable teams yeah. like uh, Fiorentina. Lecce was one of the games Lecce they played as down. well. Yeah. So you see things like that, and you think to yourself, is this going to happen again? Then you look to Conte. Antonio Conte is their manager. He's probably the reason they're in third place to begin with. Agreed. Because even with their roster, you need a coach to you know bring the talent together and use it well, right? And he asks for the, he asks for those guys. He wanted Ashley Young. Hey, look, Ashley Young scored a goal. It wasn't enough in that game, but he he has been pretty good for them. He asked for Lukaku. Has had a great season and. People who are doubting him from his Man United days are forgetting about that. That's not what they're worrying about. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if the, if they're going to collapse again, then you look to Conte again. And what has he what has he been doing then? He keeps blaming it on other things, and then you know those type of things. Also, players. But I think the players are rallied around him. I'm just saying that if it continues, it could unravel quickly. And and I hopefully that's not the case for for Inter's sake because they've worked a lot to you know, get to where they are now and challenge Juventus, but now they're already falling a bit behind. It's way too soon. I mean, only three is, points. It's only three points. It's one game. But for, for speaking on Lazio's behalf, they were also a team that going into this season, like I said, Inter, people said, Conte, okay, they're going to challenge. Lazio, you look back at them, and it's like, okay, are they going to be that fourth, I fifth, I, yeah, sixth we had, I, I personally had them in the running for the fourth spot because... To me, I thought it was a bit of a down year last year for them. And and when you're so thin with a roster like this, and you're going into all these competitions, guys are coming off the World Cup. You know, I mean, well, excuse me, not the World Cup. They were they were coming off other competitions over the summer, and it affects them. We, I mean, we see it with Gulabili over um, at Napoli, right? They just get such tired legs that they don't get the proper rest that they need. Um, and it affected them over the course of the season. But now they kept that same core. There's that consistency that they know how to play with each other. Whereas there's a, a lot of revolving doors around another teams, and especially the team they st share a stadium with in Roma, there's so many moving parts over there. Whereas Lazio, you know, it's the combination of Immobile playing absolutely unreal. It's, it's Milinkovic Savage finally playing up to that price tag of what, 150 million euros? Probably just went up another 20 million euros considering how Lotito operates over there. But for me, this is a team right now, if you believe in Lazio, and right, and if you buy into them beating Inter, beating Juve twice, not dropping points against the other teams, if you believe they could win the Scudetto, now's the time to go put your money down on them. Because as of right now, Juve's got to worry about Coppa Italia. You know, they only drew against Milan in that one. They don't look good at all. This is probably the worst we've seen them in a decade. And then you could also look to the fact that they have to worry about Champions League. And we know the whole purpose for Juve getting Cristiano Ronaldo was to win the Champions League. They went to the finals. They went to this, uh, they won Scudettos. That's not what it's about. It's about them winning that competition. So this is a perfect time to capture them. Are you buying in? And if you buy in, do you buy in now? Uh, I'm buy, I would buy it now. Definitely don't wait on it if you're talking about Lazio winning the title just because they have they have the pieces, right? You've mentioned already mm -hmm. Immobile, so I won't really talk about it. Uh, it's only four Lincoln goals Savage. off of scoring 30, which right. only he would be the third player to do so since the 1950s. And a lot of those have been penalties, but hey, you also have to step up and convert the penalties, yep. right? So he's barely missed. Has he even missed one this season? I, don't, I, I can't I don't remember, believe so, but, but he has scored less he, penalties than Cristiano, by the way. Okay, and so then, yeah. Uh, for comparison. I mean, they've... Hey, sometimes you need luck on your side too, right? Or things to go your way. Lazio have have drawn, you know, 13 or 14 penalties, whatever it is, because Immobile has those goals. But listen, if that's what they earned or that's what they're getting called, then they're, they're None getting None of them are really that controversial either. None of them you could sit there and say, maybe the one yesterday that you're sitting there saying to yourself, okay, they didn't, they didn't deserve that. That wasn't a penalty that, that warranted them to go from the spot, right? There's nothing that controversial within the rules. But correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, at the end of the day, you still have to finish these penalties. It's not like a free throw where it's just you against the basket. It's you against a goalkeeper. You have to get the right spot. You have to hit it correctly. Like, there's so many different variables that go into a penalty kick than most average fans realize, yeah, right? you have to have the mentality to when you put that ball down, you know where you're going to go with it, right? Usually, a lot of these football 
footballers, they put the ball down, they already know where they're yeah. going. And, you know, they might have that last second switch, but they know where to slot them. And listen, whether he's scoring goals against, you know, five goals against Lich, for example, this and that, if he has 26 goals, he's going to get done. And it'd be one thing to have 26 goals and your team's in fifth because they're yeah. an average team. But he has 26 goals and whatever the number is, and the team's up there contending for the title. So yeah. that's one thing. You have Luis Alberto also, who has 11 assists, yeah. I believe, or whatever he's added to that now, leading the league in assists. They have a chair being the back. You look at their back line and you think to yourself, you know, I wouldn't really expect Cherby, it to be by the way, replacing arguably the best defender in the league right now in De Vrij. I mean, that's, that, that was a great transition by Igliotade to get him in there. But really quick, just to wrap it up. If, again, Inter or Lazio, who do you like more now at this point to win the title? Honestly, Is it Lazio? I think Lazio like for Lazio. me. I honestly like Lazio. I, I, you know, if they haven't choked by now or haven't started falling by now, what's the Agreed. reason to think so, right? Agreed. They've proved it. They don't have the Europa teams. League. They do not have Coppa they don't Italia. Have any it is strictly Serie A for them right now. So look out for Lazio, man. Maybe they win their first Scudetto in over 20 years. It would be the first different winner between Milan, Inter, and Juve at that point because there's not a lot of parity in this league and especially no. over the past decade. No, so no. let's see if Lazio can pull that off. But we're going to head to Chelsea Spurs. Man, and we've been talking about this. This this we we technically did say that we thought the top four was wrapped up for the Premier League, but we also did say that it wasn't a closed case, right? Because Spurs hired Mourinho. I thought Mourinho was getting a little too harsh of criticism simply because yeah, they didn't win a lot of trophies at Manchester United, but look at Manchester United now. Getting them to second place was definitely a major accomplishment. And again, they're knocking of the door. They're knocking on the door of the fourth spot in the Champions League. This is the match to do it. Is this the match that Spurs pull out a win here? They had another 3-2 win over Aston Villa over the weekend. Another gritty three points that they're pulling out. Points are points no matter what. There's no Harry Kane still. Are they going to beat Chelsea? But listen, without Harry Kane, they've still managed to get exactly. this into this conversation, right? Slowly but surely, whether it's some draws, they have you know some losses here and there. But they've beaten some good teams. They be, they beat Man City as well, I believe. Um, they also these two teams they haven't drawn uh, in the last ten matches against each other. Just to throw that set out to you. So one of these teams is going to win, I think, in this game. I'm not sure. even going to sell for a draw at this point. Okay. I think that you know the, the Spurs. They also haven't lost since January 11th. So that's two whole months now. Five wins and two draws in all comps in that in that span. Just to throw that out there. Without Harry Kane, they've still gotten it done. Son has stepped up. He scored yep. goals when they needed to. You know, Mourinho is there leading them to this as well. And if they get this win, they'll be either, you know, depending on what Chelsea does midweek because, you know, that's also there. So we won't jump to that conclusion. But either way, this is a game where I think Spurs, even on the road, you know, at Stamford Bridge, can go out there and pull out a win. Um, I like the way, you know, I think it'll be, uh, it could be a shootout because both defensively aren't the greatest. They're going to concede, I, I feel mm -hmm. like, and especially the Spurs hasn't been the same uh, defensively. And whether that, that's stemming from, you know, Spurs having plus to 300. score. Yeah, and that's great plus money, and it's because they're on the road. I just want to lean to Spurs just because I want that excitement. If they get this win, it's, it's going to be a, a shootout for fourth for the rest of the season. Yeah, I, I think Chelsea's market was kind of indicative of that. They didn't really add currently. They're going to get Ziyech, who I think is an amazing Great signing, for season, especially yeah. for the amount of money that they're getting them. And, and that's kind of a trend that you're seeing now with them because they did that with Pulisic last year. So we're going to have to... If you have a pick in this, ah, money line is difficult. I think I'm leaning Chelsea because they're home. Well, I'll do Spurs. I'll be the I'll be okay, the opposite because I I'll be the contrarian. I like them though. I it could end in a draw, but like I said, the history is showing that these teams don't end in a draw. Um, I like the Spurs. I'll I'll, all I'll right, put my right. head out there. I got Chelsea. He has Spurs. But when we come back, we're going to be talking about some more top matchups. We're going to be heading back to Italy. Surprise, surprise. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Indeed knows it's hard to find qualified candidates when you're hiring. It's like finding a unicorn. But when you post your job on Indeed, it's easy to find people with the skills you need. Nurse practitioner, four plus years experience, acute care certification. Indeed has a huge pool of amazing candidates and screener tools that help you find your most qualified applicants. Whoa, an entire short list of unicorns. See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com slash hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source consoles. All right, last segment of the day. Can't wait to get into some of these matchups, Gio, because Milan Fiorentina is one of the better matchups that we have going on in Italy this weekend. Obviously, Milan in much better form. Can't really go off of the loss they had against Inter because the Derby's a Derby. They bounced back. They played fantastic against Juve. They absolutely outplayed them. That's probably the best I've seen them play against Juve since they had Ibra last time uh, in that matchup. Absolutely interesting matchup here, though, because Fiorentina, last time they played Milan, they went to go at the San Siro back when they still had Vincenzo Montella, Marco Giampaolo in this matchup. Both managers got the boot. They're out of there. We got Pepe Yanchini and then Stefano Pioli. Pioli going against his old team in Fiorentina. Pepe Yanchini. What a stupid look that guy has. Anybody who wears a hat with a suit has got the dumbest getup possible. And that's including Antonio Conte. We know why he does it because he's got his stupid wig on and he can't just get the hair implants. With Yankini, I don't even know what the issue is. The guy is still bald. I don't know why. He doesn't even do anything to fix his baldness. He just puts on a hat, looks like an idiot. And that's honestly an insult to anybody who's Italian because they're, they're usually known for looking good and, and being stylish over there. But just a stupid get up by him and that's probably where I'm leaning against Fiorentina. They absolutely smacked Milan in this matchup last time. Ribery was in there. Um, obviously, Ribery's last time would have been a great storyline. Not really sure what the story is going to be with Ribery there. Milan obviously are playing earlier in the week against Torino uh, in that matchup. So I think you should err caution there because they might have a little bit less rest than Fiorentina does who played over the weekend and they had a great win for them. To me, I, I know this is plus money in terms of money line winning for Fiorentina and Milan. Milan plays a little bit better on the road than they do at home for whatever reason. Probably more pressure at home than there is on the road for them to step up and play there. But this is a vital game for Milan if they want to make a Europa League uh, spot. I don't, I don't know. I really i am dumbfounded by this matchup. I, I'm not 100% confident heading into this as a Milan fan. Um, to me, I think, again, I think they could pull out a win here, but I'm leaning draw for them. Yeah, I, I could see that happening. Milan definitely is still in the conversation for a, a Europa League spot. You know, never you never know what fourth they... I think know. they're going to get... I don't think fourth is I, in the I cards, know. but... I know you don't think that, <laughs> but you never really know because... It, there's still, what, 13 games left in the season or something like that, 13 or 14. So you just don't know what can happen between uh, now and then. Atalanta and could, yeah, you never know. If they advance, they could start dropping points, and they do have that I think we'll go ahead of Roma. I don't, uh, I don't trust Roma. Yeah, I feel like Napoli's going to end up ahead of Roma, too, because Roma yeah, just, is yeah. just, just, just sinking. But yeah. look, <laughs> listen, if you look at Fiorentino, you look at their, their, their last couple games, they finally got a big win away from home, actually, which is weird. A 5-1 win against Sampdoria, and Fiorentina hasn't really been scoring as many goals. Before that win, though, they had lost three straight. They hadn't won since January 18th. Guess who that January 18th win was against? Napoli, of course, because Napoli is just crap, but whatever. Hey, listen, that's not what we're talking about. But uh, those three losses that Fiorentina did lose uh, came against Inter and Coppa Italia, Juventus, and Atalanta in the league as well. So they did play three really tough opponents and Fiorentina this year isn't the Fiorentina of last year a couple years ago where they're you know mid-table or top eight and can really uh, cause you some trouble unless you're Napoli uh, but that's so I'll, I'll give them you know I'll, I'll, 
I'll just discredit those. Well, not discredit those, but just those are three tough opponents. That you're the right. quality, you, you don't the take quality is not account. there. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really sure. gonna, you know, just give a heavy account on those or just take a heavy look into those. But Milan, just one loss, uh, you know, pending whatever happens early up with with Torino midweek. Um, but since January began, they've been on fire as well. So I like Milan in this game too. Yeah. Um, I could see the worst case, like you said, with heavy legs might be the draw. Um, and, and if I had to pick, I'd probably pick the draw, but if I had to favor money line, it would be Milan. I just feel like the quality is, is too, you know, much better on Fiorentina, I mean, on Milan's side than Fiorentina's side. It'd be hard to argue that. You know, even Chiesa this season hasn't really done anything, no. and it's, it's sad to hasn't see. Even, but, hasn't even played up to, like, a $40 million evaluation, in my opinion, because every, all the rumors were always off to Juve, 70 to 80 million euros. Maybe Inter was interested in that, include a couple deal uh, players in a swap deal. But for me, he hasn't been that. And the story has been Castrovilli has been by far their best player. The absolute gem of Serie A this season. A bunch of teams are going to be in on him. Probably Milan is one of those teams considering their midfield issues. For me, I actually like the over two and a half goals in this game. Simply because I don't love Milan's defense. Their fullbacks are, you know what, we'll call it for what it is. They're pretty bad. They don't know how to defend. They're good going forward. And a team like Fiorentina, who's better going forward? You like them in that. Kier Romagnoli, it's a nice, solid center back duo, and they have played well as late. They absolutely, in my opinion, shut down Dybala and, and Cristiano Ronaldo. They were pretty much nullified in that Coppa Italia matchup. Um, Lukaku didn't really do much aside from that one goal where he was just alone in the air for that. For me, I don't, I don't see Fiorentino actually winning this for me because I, I don't trust them at this point. They had their nice little cute run. Last year in the second half too, they were almost in danger of getting relegated because they were losing so many matchups. Pepe Yankini, I, I think the flair of bringing in a new manager and having him come in, we know it lights a fire under their behinds. And we've said that all the time. We, we say that with Mourinho and other managers. For me, I, I think the spark has run out in terms of that. Um, for Milan, this is real. This is some of the best football that they have played in years. And there's no denying it, right? They're just having the incapability of putting it together for 90 minutes. But if they play the way they played against Inter for the first half, the way they played against Juve for the full 90 minutes in Coppa Italia, they're going to be Fiorentina. And, and I know I kind of like changed my opinion a little bit on this, but of Milan, that's a sustainable way of playing, right? It's not about outside the box shots going in to the back of the net. It's about stringing together multiple passes, creating your chances. Chalonoglu is missing the matchup against Torino, so if he is rested and comes back again in this matchup against Fiorentina, I love that personally. And if Paqueta plays well against Torino as well during midweek, that's something you gotta like because the morale is getting boosted with all these guys that you thought would be leaving. So as of right now, I think if you're leaning towards a winner in this, I think I would lean Milan. I think the most likely result would be a draw, a 2-2 draw even, simply because I like the over. I think there's gonna be goals in this because both these teams can create chances. It's all about their defending. And at the end of the day, I like Milan's center backs better. I like Milan's goalkeeper way better. I personally still think he's the best in the league. I might be biased. I don't really care. But at the end of the day, do you see it going over two and a half goals? Because I think we know Serie A more defensive. We don't see as many goals. Two and a half kind of feels safe. No, I, I agree. I, I, I'd go over two and a half. I would not be surprised if it's a 2 2 Minus 114 like on Sandal. Yeah, it's way. not that bad as, as a minus number. Uh, and you could still get a draw for plus 230 as well. So, hey, yeah. you could get the high-scoring draw. Like you mentioned, <clears throat> uh, even if it takes Castrovilli to do something, you know, Chiesa could wake up. He's, it seems that he does something against the, the better-known teams. Like, against Napoli, he had probably his best game of the season. You know, and against Juve, he tends to do well. So you never know. Against Milan, he could yeah. do it again. Um, but I could see the chances going in. Since Ibra's come, I mean, it's... It's just indescribable. It's yeah. it's really just been a change of, of pace and, and then just more rumors a, of Thiago Silva coming, coming in because he's not renewing with PSG. Yeah. I mean, you never know, and especially with uh, I'm I've been impressed about how Ibra's taken Leao kind of under his yeah. wing and too. You kind of see. Well, I mean, Rebic is a real story. And Rebic has Leal, been amazing I mean, too. Rebic yeah. has almost been like a new signing, as if they signed him in January. Because I, th of how, I think he's been one of the three best players since 2020 started in Serie A yeah. as a whole. Not he's even. He's been great, so. and he's been coming yeah. up big. 
Um, and I like, too, you look at Milan on Twitter and you look at after the games, uh, and especially the ones where they win and, and Leao or Ibra c- contributes or something, and, you, and they put always a picture of how Leao just stares at Ibra. It's, it's funny, like he's, right? it's, it's just... He's admiring I'll have that the up guy. there because I have yeah, the pictures. That's I'll a great. That's just great right to see as well because you see a young guy knowing that a, a man near forty is still producing and doing it at that level for a club he's played for already. And you know they're looking towards the future now. Ibra's not there for that long. He's, no. This is if this he is comes back, it's one more year. Rayola's already with his rumblings yeah. of his stupid garbage. It sells like, some seats, yeah. but he's still producing as well. It's just a a, com- a, a culmination of multiple things, but. Uh, with those two guys as well, I feel like those they can get goals as well in this game. Yeah. You know, Fiorentina, like you mentioned already, nothing to you know really worry about defensively. So I could see a, a high-scoring shootout, but I still like the draw, like you mentioned. I, ju- I just wanted to, yeah. to mention that because since Ibra's come, it's Milan hasn't been dropping that yeah. many points. So so draw and over two and, draw and a half. Draw and over is two and a half. Okay. Yeah, I can you cool. can do that. All right. Well, we obviously know that the story that we've been discussing has been financial fair play and and. If some of you don't know the basics of what financial fair play technically is, what it is is to prevent teams from going bankrupt, right? Because a lot of teams spend money that they don't necessarily have, and in turn, you lose money, you go bankrupt, there's a club that's gone, and then all of a sudden you're sitting there saying, okay, we have a major issue on our hands because there's clubs like Borussia Dortmund who almost went bankrupt. Milan themselves were in so much debt that if it wasn't for Elliot the hedge fund coming in and bailing them out, they would have been potentially relegated. And you can't have that. You can't have that in the game where you're sitting around saying to yourselves, all right, there's all these teams that aren't spending money that they have. You have to spend what you make, right? And that's TV revenue, ticket sales, uh, selling match day stuff, whether it's tickets, just all general revenue that a club is making. Um, you can't spend more than what you're making, right? Because then you're running at a negative loss. Uh, at the end of the day, there's been breaches now. And we've known there's been breaches because there's been a lot of sketchy dealings over the years where players are going for more than what actual clubs are worth, right? Fiorentina's going for like 180 million euros, and Pape's getting sold for 225 million euros. And you're sitting there thinking to yourself, how does a club simply afford one player during that season for that much money. There's fraudulent sponsorships. And that's basically what Manchester City got popped for, um, saying that they're making this money where it's really coming from another place. Um, But now, the story that came out on Monday was that Italy is going to be investigated now. And you and I are very well knowledgeable on the subject. We know there's been murmurs. We've seen sketchy dealings of, of players being dealt to clubs for record fees that don't spend money like that. And it all intertwines with one club. And that club is who? Juventus. Juventus. So we I, we do have a little bias against them, but when you see guys like Odero and Stefano Sturaro going to clubs like Genoa and Sampdoria for record fees, you start thinking to yourself, hmm, maybe there's some underlying issue there. And for me, the, the thing too, really quick, just to mention before we wrap this up, <clears throat> Is like the whole Ronaldo thing, that's one thing you also look at because there's rumors of, hey, Agnelli and Fiat, you know, fueling that that uh, that move and this story isn't over no basically. it's just starting it's a rumor but, but the show is over <laughs> we'll be back next week and we'll be talking about a lot of other issues throughout the sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com